0: Hey, Dream Builders, welcome back. Today, I have a super amazing guest for you. Jamie Morocco is joining me. She is a body transformation coach and mentor who helps women achieve their most aligned body using science, mindset, and energetics. She is about to totally revolutionize everything you think about the relationship between losing and gaining weight and food and i cannot wait for you guys to meet her right after this you're listening to the design your dreams podcast with amy lee the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them as the dream design coach i've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design manifest and live the life of their dreams Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Without further ado, welcome Jamie. Hi Amy, thank you so much for having me and so
1: grateful to be here.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you being here as well. So just to start us off, tell me a little bit about how does somebody become a body transformation mentor? Like what was the like trajectory of that journey for you?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I when I think of a mentor, I think of somebody who has been through an experience and then is able to walk, help other people walk through a similar experience. And for me, as it relates to body transformation, um, when I grew up, most of my childhood, I was overweight. I had an unhealthy relationship with food and my body, and I felt really uncomfortable. And it really consumed me, both from like a health perspective, because I have cholesterol and I had to have my gallbladder out when I was really young, but also from a mental and emotional perspective. And it was like, no matter what I tried, I couldn't lose weight and nothing worked. And I felt just really sad and depressed about, you know, how I felt in my body and my lack of like health and vitality. So when I turned 18, I moved, uh, you know, my parents set me up at college. Like I kind of moved out of the house and, you know, I knew that, it was my opportunity to recreate my identity. So over the course of a year and a half, I released over 50 pounds and it completely changed my life. It changed my confidence. It changed like how I showed up in the world. It changed the type of people that I was attracting the type of relationships that I was having. And I, in going through that journey, it really just seeing how much of an impact that it had, it really was the catalyst for me creating my dream life. So um, that is, you know, what I, what I do, I help women achieve their most aligned body so that they can live a fully expressed life. So
0: I love that and you know that I resonate with that so much as the dream design coach right yes. like we're all about visualizing that that you know what does it look like when and I think that's a really important thing especially for women you know we have we have this innate you know whether we have children or not we still have this innate nurturing like desire, right? Like we want to take care of the world. We want to take care of the animals and the plants and the people. And, and we have this like big heart and we tend to, I think just like intrinsically, we put ourselves last and we, we kind of just think like everything else needs to be ideal. And then I get to work on me, you know? And so I think it's really important when we go, okay, great. That's all wonderful. But for this moment, I need you to step into this visualization. I need you to be here in this moment with me. And right now, all I'm asking is what would it look like if, Mm -hmm. and I think that the work that we, that we both do, you know, me more so with like career and stuff like that. And for you with, with image, I think is so powerful because we can do all the work to change our habits. We can change our environment, but that identity shift is where the real magic happens and where it sticks. Right. And so I love, love, love what you do. And I would love to know, because usually we talk a lot about the person, but I gotta be honest, I really genuinely wanna hear more about your dream body. And like, where did that come from? And, and tell me more about like, what is that? Like, like, I guess if a woman thinks this is your problem and why you can't, like you said, release weight, what is the true, like, what's that like, like aha moment for them?
1: Yeah. Well, I would say that the dream body is something that's really individual to like each and every woman. And that's what I always tell people because society has told us to conform to a certain size. And society has also told us if we desire to lose weight, that means we don't love ourselves. And I think on both ends of that spectrum is shame. And I think the truth lies within us and in our hearts. So I think that that is a huge aha moment for a lot of my clients because they realize that the goal weight that they had in mind, maybe even wasn't their goal weight to begin with. Or I find a lot too, that women are even um, nervous to admit that they desire to release weight in fear of feeling like they're vain. Right. And I think that, you know, I think that that is such a big, like, Uh aha moment for the women that I attract into my world, because we realize that for so long and for so many decades, we've had all this programming of what we should do and what we should look like and what is attractive versus not attractive and what is in trend with the body and out of trend and what is healthy and not healthy. And we haven't really been given the opportunity to ask ourselves like, well, what do I really want? And that's really what I do in my program. so.
0: I think it's so good that you say that too. Like, what do I really want? Because I think, we're, you know, the more we evolve as people and as a species and we step into the next dimension, right? You and I are very woo. <laughs> and so the more we do this, the more that actualization piece comes into play. And so we have people who for the first time in a very long time have the ability to stop and look around and go, okay, is this really what I want? But But we're on the cusp of that, where we have a lot of, especially again with women, who are kind of stuck, but not starving, right? It's like, I'm not fulfilled, but it could be a lot worse. And really kind of overcoming the, the false belief that when you're stuck, it's okay. You're not actually giving your best self to the world. You're not performing at your highest level when you're not fulfilled. And really kind of letting people know that it's not a vanity. It's not about how you look at yourself in the mirror. It's about how you carry yourself. It's about the magnetism with which you move around the world and create your own level of wholeness. So I love that you talk about that, that that it really is your own, it's your own vibration really. Cause it's not just about, I mean, how many people think they want to lose weight, but what they really want to do, yes, I see you source. Thank you. I always scratch my nose on podcast. I'm
1: twitching really too. I'm like, oh, is this? <laughs> I
0: was yeah, yeah.
1: It's,
0: it just means that there's source energy in the room, and we're gonna have channeling of some kind. So it's coming. <laughs> but um, you know, there are a lot of people that think they want to lose weight, but it's not weight that they want to lose. It's actually they just want to carry the weight differently. Right. Like, have you ever seen, you know, I'm sure you have all kinds of things in your programs. Where you're like, which one of these women is this weight and which one's this weight? You don't know because yeah. it's not about that. It's not about how, how heavy your body is. There's so much more that goes into it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's, you know, really where, you know, the person has to ask themselves, like, what am I trying to achieve here? And like, sometimes the answer is like to release 20 or 150 pounds. Right. And sometimes the answer is body recomposition. And sometimes the answer is to heal your relationship with food Um, because it's never the weight. It's what we make the, what we're making the weight mean. But I also do think that, you know, for some For some people, they just operate best in a, like for me, the reason why I wanted to release the weight is because I felt like I wasn't being fully expressed. Like I felt like I couldn't wear the clothes that I really wanted to wear and I couldn't, um, you know, do the things that I really wanted to do, I felt like there was a part of me holding me back. So for me, it, it was going on that, you know, journey to, to release the weight, heal my relationship with food and, you know, achieve, you know, what I call body alignment. So feeling like your insides and your outsides match. So,
0: yeah, that's, oh my God, I love that insides and outsides match. Yeah. And, you know, like you think about like, um, like Abraham Hicks, talks about the downstream thoughts, right? So you have a client that's like, you know, I am my ideal weight. And it's like, yeah, I can't get behind that, but I can't wait until I'm at my ideal weight or I look forward to being at my ideal weight. Like just those little minuscule, tiny shifts. You realize that sometimes we are holding ourselves back subconsciously. We don't really want to lose the weight because what does that weight protect us from? Or what does it prevent from happening or what, you know? So there's like all these different stories that we tell ourselves. And I'll be completely transparent. Weight has never really been something I've struggled with, but I know a lot of people who have, which I knew was like the worst thing you could say, right? But, and I've always been like, and I'm just gonna be, I mean, that's what we're supposed to be on podcasts, right, we're supposed to be completely and utterly transparent. I watch those shows, like the people that are, you know, 600 pounds or whatever, and have to be moved by a crane. And I'm just like, I can't wrap my head around. When did you go from the 400 to the 600? Like, like, at what point did you say I should keep eating? You know what I mean? Cause I'm just like, if that happened to me, I would be like, hold on, wait a second. You know, it's like, you're putting your hand on the on the stove. And it's burning. And you're like, well, I guess I'm just going to like that to me doesn't. So I guess I like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how, how does that happen to someone? Well, I think in a lot
1: of those more extreme cases, um, where it's clearly impacting the individual's health and, you know, it's really gotten to that point. Um, From my understanding, and my my dad is actually a psychologist, and he does a he a lot of his practice is about um doing psych evaluations for people for gastric bypass surgery. So I pick his brain a lot, and something that is, you know, and I'm sure there are statistics out there that that show this, but Something that is important to note is when somebody has gone to that extreme, it's almost like an addiction and there's usually trauma there. There's maybe sexual trauma or physical abuse or something. So I feel like in really extreme cases like that, I think that you know, an individual could really be hurting. And in in a situation, like if somebody came to me, I would make sure that they were, you know, getting the mental health and and trauma support that they needed. Because I think that in those more extreme situations, it's usually a coping mechanism similar to like an addictive behavior, like drugs or alcohol. But I think like for most, I mean, and I think that, there's something like 80% of women are like on a diet or something like that. I've like read some crazy statistic. I think that for people who, you know, are not on that more extreme side, um, I think that maybe they've also had instances in your life. Like, like you mentioned where they have felt like the extra weight, um, wasn't, means of protection. Right. Mm -hmm. So they realize that I don't need to protect myself anymore. And I'm ready to release the parts of me that felt like I had to be protected and I'm ready to feel seen. And people always say like, clients will say to me a lot, they're like, isn't it weird that we feel like we're more invisible the bigger that we get, but it's like, we're taking up more space. And like, we feel like the smaller that we get when we release the undesired weight, we're like more visible, Right. So I think that there's a lot there around like allowing ourselves to be seen. And of course, embracing femininity, because the more weight you have on you from just a purely uh, sight perspective, it can be harder to notice, like, The feminine curves, right? And things like that. So I think that there's a lot of pieces, but the women that I typically work with are like, I'm ready to be seen more. I'm ready to like, let down my armor and my padding and I'm ready to just release it. So...
0: You know and it's interesting you said that because I'm thinking back to there was a two-year period and you know we're, we're both from the tribe so you can relate to this um where I I had a traumatic experience I don't talk about this but I had a traumatic experience one time at a grocery store where I was looking at bananas I was wearing a tank top and jeans and some guy like looked at me and looked up and down at me and I was just like I don't ever want anyone to look at me like that again and I started dressing very modestly and I started covering my hair and I You know, for me, the coping was, was like you said, it was like covering myself Mm -hmm. up. And now that you say that I can totally see subconsciously a person wanting to hide themselves and be less potentially, I'm not saying this is how it is guys, but potentially be less sexually appealing, right? Because there's more of them or whatever, if that's what they believe in their mind, because I know I was literally like covered up to here and like cover my hair, you know, like all the scarves and whatever, because I was like, I, I want to be the one who decides who looks at me. You don't get to just look at me. Like, I'm not here for you to look at. I'm here to be me. And obviously I healed a lot around that and and came back but, but it seems like that could very well be a similarity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I definitely think so. And a lot of the women that I work with, you know, have had experiences like that or, more drastic situations where it was a means of protection. Right. Mm -hmm. And the eating was, you know, the the excess weight was serving a a purpose for them, but they realized that the purpose is no longer needed and they're ready to, like I said, let down the armor and just be more seen. So.
0: So what do you say? Cause I feel like I have clients who you know, they go on their own weight loss journey. We don't work on that, but they they say like, you know, I'm eating better. I'm eating all the right things. I'm exercising and the weight's still not coming off. What do you think or what have you noticed historically is happening in those situations?
1: Yeah. So I'm glad you asked this question because it's one that I see all the time. And one thing that I really pride myself on in the way that I teach is I combine science and, and energetics. So I go based off of, you know, the physiology of how does the body actually release weight? And the truth is, is that the desire to release weight from the human body is a relatively new desire. If we think about our ancestors, you know, wandering in the desert for 40 years and all the things like excess weight was actually a survival tool because it meant that you could go long periods of time without needing to eat, that your body could survive off of its own fat tissue. So if we think about the desire to lose weight, it's probably within the last 150 years at the most. And in fact, in some cultures still today, having excess weight is still viewed as a status symbol, a saddle of wealth. So if we can understand that the human body primitively is not really like has not caught up to our desire to lose weight. So it's still in that primitive, like excess weight equals good equals survival. That's something that's important to understand just from a a scientific perspective. Now, the reason why somebody might be eating really healthy and working out and nothing is happening is because they're not signaling the primitive part of their body correctly. The number one signal that the body needs in order to release weight is to be eating less energy or calories than you're burning. There is simply no getting around this from a scientific perspective. And I say scientific because I'm like, look, we talk about the energetics. We leave room open for miracles and all the things. But what happens for a lot of women is that they will eat healthier. They'll be like, I'm eating all the cleanest food in the world. And the truth is you could be eating too much kale and the body won't release weight because You're not giving the body a chance to tap into its own tissue. It's getting what it needs from all the kale that you're eating. Mm -hmm. So the number one scientific rule of releasing weight from the body is to be eating less energy than you're burning. Now, that's one thing that I see from a science, from a energetic and mindset perspective, that person might not believe that it's possible for them. If you are do, taking aligned a action, like eating healthier and making changes, but internally you don't actually believe that it's gonna happen or it's possible, you're now in an energy of impossibility, right? And you're sending that electromagnetic signature out into the quantum field and the results are mirroring that. So that's why it's really a combination of making sure that the strategy is there, but also that the belief Is there too, and that we're constantly working on that because those two things combined are like it is impossible to not get results if you focus on those two things. I, I did an interview with my mom, who is 72 years old, and she lost 14 pounds like this using my strategies. And we did an interview on my Facebook page. And I was like, mom, like you're 72. Like, how did you do this? And she's like, I literally decided that my age had nothing to do with it. And that the weight was just going to come off. And like, that's the power of belief because she could have said, oh, I'm 72. This means I'll never be able to lose weight. Right. So there's so much there that's come, that is important to combine the science and belief.
0: I think that's kind of part of it for me too. Like I've had five kids, I've had them all naturally. And people are like, Oh my God, you didn't have five kids. And I'm like, I just decided that food doesn't do that to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that sound like everybody wants to punch me in the face right now, but honestly, like I just decided food doesn't have that power over me. It's like, I feel like I can't get cancer because I just don't believe my body is has hospitable to cancer. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm not worried about that because I'm not in I'm not and again to anybody out there who's suffering from cancer, I am not in any way saying that you invited it or anything. We're we're talking specifically about the energetics of of my body system. Um but yeah, I I just never like the thought of that just is not possible for me. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe that's why I've never had that happen. I'm sure that if that changed for me, you know, I I, I certainly think that my body could support more weight. I mean, it's not, you know, I I feel feel very much like I'm like walking myself into a corner on this one. Hey, Dream Builder, are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction and manifestation? Then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me, and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.
1: Oh, it's it's you know, it's important. I actually posted about this because I as somebody who did struggle with her weight and this is more evidence for the, the listeners, i I made a decision that no matter how much I eat, my body does not go above a certain weight period. And I was dealing with some health experiences over the last six to seven months. and I was not exercising because I couldn't. I was only walking and I wasn't usually I wasn't doing my weight training and I was eating. Burgers and fries and pizza, I was easily eating double what I usually eat in a day. And when I tell you the scale did not budge, in fact, I dropped a few pounds, I would have never believed this to be possible several years ago. But my like, I have made that firm decision. And let me tell you, I have weighed much more than that weight where I've drawn the line in the sand. But because right now, like, my body is not at an aligned frequency for that number, it does not happen. So I can, mm-hmm. you know hear what you're saying about the decision about the weight and it not you know going um like you can eat whatever you want basically and your body just will not go above a certain number
0: yeah it's amazing the power that energetics genuinely has like and we're just people are starting to figure this out right like it's becoming very very much more mainstream we have these conversations and at first it was like okay which you know but now it's like All right. You're right. Like there's definitely, you know, thought does enter into it. Okay. So I have like a really stupid question, but somebody out there is probably wondering just like I am, where does weight go when we lose it? Where does it go? How does it, I mean, it's not like, it's not like in Dr. Who where it just walks away, right? Like where does weight go when it comes out of us? You mostly breathe it out. You mostly breathe it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, yeah, isn't that wild? It's like beyond wild. Like yeah. you just, like you just, you guys just saw her blow my mind. Oh
1: <laughs> wow! Yeah, and this doesn't mean if you do breath work, it's going to come out faster because you need to have the signals right, and one of them being eating less than you're burning. But when a fat cell empties. It goes through several processes and it gets turned into some type of elements that we just breathe out. So it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so amazing. Yeah. And it just goes to show you that if you don't work, not not breath work per se, but if you're shallow breathing, that might even, you know, like if you're not taking deep cleansing breaths, you're probably not gonna be able to expel all that weight and then. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy, Jamie. Like, yeah. is, like I can't wait to tell my husband that. He loves yeah. stuff like that. He's like Mr. Science. It's so interesting. That's crazy. Wow. So do you think that this whole paradigm and the energetic piece of it, like, you know how you always see those commercials where, like, when a woman tries to lose weight, it all comes out of her boobs. When a guy loses weight, like, it's just, like, he just becomes a stick figure. Like, that's my dogs out there. Sorry, guys. I have lots of dogs. <laughs> I hate my neighbors. Um... So do you feel like there is a reason why when men try to lose weight, it's just like, bam, it's off. And when women do it, you know, it, it's not in the places that they want to, or is there a difference, is there a difference in the energetics between feminine and masculine energy when it comes to losing weight?
1: Yeah. So from a physiological perspective, it's easier for men to lose weight because they have faster metabolisms, more lean muscle tissue. Um, but from an energetic perspective, I think the collective male consciousness has less resistance because they haven't been programmed in the same way that women have about their bodies, about uh, their bodies being sexualized in the same way that women's have. Um, They haven't, they haven't had, they haven't had the programming to tie their self-worth to their image as much as women have. So I think that there's less resistance there. And I think like we have to remember, and I did a whole like masterclass on this yesterday, we have to remember like when we grew up and the, the subtle nature of how these things were taught to us, like how Jessica Simpson was called fat when she wore a size 26 jean, or when we look back at the Disney movies and the shows that we grew up, grew up with. And we look at the friend that was made fun of for being fat. And we're like, Oh, like looking back, I'm like,
0: what? Like this generation, the The evil queen was fat. Ursula was fat. Like people who were bad were fat and
1: that too. And that too. So when we consider all of that programming and the pressure and the pretty privilege and the skinny privilege, and then all we consider all of that, it is understandable why women have statistically have a harder time with weight loss than men. So I think that the new paradigm is about becoming aware of that, and then deciding to not subscribe to those programs anymore, which of course takes, you know, work, it's not like an overnight thing. But the awareness is really the first step.
0: So you and I have been talking a little bit, you know, just offline. We've been talking about TikTok um, and, and influencers over there. And I'm thinking of that one song that that girl did, the Victoria's Secret song. I'm sure you know about yeah. it. And Victoria's Secret is starting to come around to what women really look like. We've we've got so much oversight now on Photoshopping. And here's where this person's leg really is. But what I want to know is where do you feel like the line is between big is beautiful and unhealthy, right? Cause there's, there definitely is a line of like, what's healthy and, and what's not. And, and do you see, or what are your suggestions for how we can kind of straddle this line healthily, where we're not going to the point where we're glorifying, you know, heart disease, but at the same time, we're also not expecting people to be like twiggy waves either.
1: Yeah, I think that it comes down to education at the individual level, because I have, and I see it on my feet a lot, because I'm friends with lots of people in the fitness industry. And I will see a picture of a woman on a magazine that this uh, fitness coach has posted, and this woman by clinical standards is obese, and then she gets torn apart in the comments. And I'm not sure that the solution is about us as a society declaring like this is unhealthy versus this isn't. But where I do think the duty is, is in personal education, and then the individual makes the decision, right? So if we share the statistics, right, that's information, right? The statistics are are data and data is, you know, if being X amount of overweight is correlated with X number of health issues, then the person then gets to decide that, right? But I think, and that's where I think it always comes down to discernment. You know, and I don't think we're ever going to achieve the healthiest society by continuously telling people like what they should or shouldn't weigh or what they should or shouldn't look like. But if we can teach people at an individual level, like what an overall healthy diet looks like, and how do you include the foods that you love and foods that feed your soul, and how do you incorporate movement that feels good, and what, you know, does health look like for you, the more we empower individuals to use discernment, I think that that's really the key.
0: So well said, and, and, and such a testament to kind of how we should do all things, right? How you do one thing is how you do everything. And discernment is really the key. And, and, and I think one thing you you kind of subconsciously hit on is that we really have to get as a society back to thinking for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We really have to get back to not listening to the commentary. You know, I was trying to catch up on the news this morning um, on this, you know, crazy day. And it was so much opinion. I'm like, I just want to know what's going on. I don't want to know what you think of what's going on. I want to know what's going. but we've become a society. That's like, well, let me see what she says. Let me go read the comments. And this is a perfect example of like, you don't get to read the comments anymore. Like it's time to decide what feels good in your body. What's your dream body? Not what's the dream yeah. body of somebody in the comments, right? Cause it's yeah. not about the comments. It's about you and it's about who you want to be. And we've really got a lot of work to do to remind people that they get to do that, mm-hmm. that they get to design themselves based on what they desire, what their true intuitive desires are rather than what society gives them the illusion of choice when it's really just, here's this blend jet, it comes in 75 colors, and you get to choose which one you want. Right. To get in oh. the blend jet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So, I I blender. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I um, think
1: you bring up such a good point. And I think, like, that's actually, like, with everything, TikTok is a double edged sword. Yeah. But I think the cool part about it is you literally can scroll through 10 posts on your For You page and pre- and use it as a lesson in discernment. And really sit there from a conscious place and be like, is this my truth or is it not versus mindlessly scrolling, right? So I think that the beautiful thing about technology is we almost get instant access to be able to exercise and build our own discernment.
0: And the more that we look at the energetics of it and we think about the quantum field, it's all truth. It's just which one's your truth? Like Mm -hmm. my husband had my daughter watch a documentary about flat earthers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and he's like, so what do you think? And she's like, the earth is flat. And then he had her watch one about not flat earthers. And then she's like, the earth is round. And he's like, exactly. It's both. So use that going forward that everything exists and nothing exists all at the same time. So my 10 year old is like this quantum, you know, <laughs> <realist>. <laughs> but it's true. Like to somebody like, I can't lose weight is my truth. I mean, I can't gain weight is my truth. To somebody else, I can't lose weight. Is there truth? And so everything, there is no, there there is no falsity, falsehood. It's just relative to that person. And so, really giving people permission. To say okay well maybe you like her and maybe you follow her and maybe she's the influencer that you like but her truth isn't your truth and we see too a lot in the business world right like there we, we have so many business coaches in our midst and they're like come by my program and i'll show you how i did this and it's like that's how you did it yeah that might not be how they do it that's not their human design that's not their energetic calibration that's not how they do things And so they're going to crash and burn if they try to do it your way. But if you say, Hey, let me unlock inside of you, your unique way of doing this in your way. Now we're in business. Now we've got the opportunity for success. And I think that's exactly what you do with women with releasing weight, with really calibrating to who is their next level self that they want to step into and giving themselves permission to own that. And I, I just think that's such a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yeah, it really does
1: feel like, you know, in an industry, like the weight loss industry, I think it might even be trillions. It feels like Um, I feel like the work that I'm doing with clients is really changing the way that women think about weight loss and think about their bodies. And it feels like really, really important because I know what it's like to be on all ends of that spectrum. And I know what it feels like to have freedom in the body and freedom
0: around food. And it is game changing. So. And it just goes to show you that the thing that's on your heart, that you're passionate about to create in this world, your dream is your job, right? And you've made it abundantly clear and, and, you know, obvious that your dream is your job. Your dream was to help women, to find this freedom the way that you did. And now you get paid for it. So I think that's so freaking fantastic. And you have a free gift for our listeners. Yeah. Yes, I actually have two Um, in the link.
1: um, There are two things. There is a guide full of weight release affirmations. And I say release because I'm big on the energy of words. And if we lose something, we can find it. But if we release something, it's gone for good. So you'll find some weight release meditate or uh, affirmations. And then I also have a more um tactical guide which is the five signals the body needs to release fat permanently so that will really touch upon what i was talking about earlier about energy balance and belief and like why these things are really important and why you might not have been getting the results you wanted to get before
0: i love that and how do people find you if they want to get with you if they want to get into your world on social how do they do that
1: Yes, you can. Feel free to follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and message me in any of those places. Um, my username is just my name, Jamie Morocco. So you can just feel free to shoot me a message or give me a follow.
0: It's good when we're OGs, right? My name is my name. You can call <laughs> me about my name. My website is my name. It's all good. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Jamie. It has been such a pleasure. I learned so much, including that people breathe out. weight. who knew? I'm so excited for that. That is so cool. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today.
1: Thank you so much. It
0: was so much fun. And I'm so grateful that you had me. Absolutely. And that will do it for this episode of the Dream Design Podcast. Until next time, when I have another great guest, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Of all of my offers, the one that everyone talks about is my dream design intensive. 90 minutes of one-on-one with me to talk about your unique human design and soul vision. These usually book out months in advance, and I want to give you an opportunity to score yours on me. All you've got to do is write an honest review of my podcast and email me why you want one of these life-changing sessions. We'll be picking a winner every month. So write that review and drop me a line and you could be my next winner.